Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Refuge Freedom Stories with me, your host, Dave Shear. Today I'm here at the Arcade Street Mission with Jonathan Curry. He goes by Johnny. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, you're a staff member here now on a grant? I am. Uh, I'm uh, on a grant for COVID relief. Uh, I'm an outreach worker. The, the grant is for outreach specific work. Um, I'm working with homeless and marginalized people. Uh, sometimes they're not exactly homeless, but they're street people anyways. Mm. Not really finding a place to be. And uh, here at the Arcade Street Mission is kind of a place for people to be. Yeah, no kidding. It is a shelter from the storm. It's a very safe place for people to be, uh, receive acceptance and and guidance. And you guys help them to figure out their next step or where they're going. Yeah, well, we're, we're open three times a day for a morning snack, an afternoon snack, and for dinner. And yeah, we, we want to just give them a place where they're accepted Give them a place where they're loved. Mm-hmm. Try and give them some purpose in life or let them know that they're being seen. Yes. Yeah, their uh, marginalized population is has been considered the invisible population or the voiceless population. Yeah, very, very dehumanized in our society. Mm-hmm. And so I, one of my, my big goals in what I do is actually to reintegrate that humanization to the people that are there. It, it's, so, it's so terrible that we can walk down the street and see this person who just looks kind of junky or, you know, looks like they're tweaking out, you know, mm-hmm. high on meth or something like that. So we just, like, turn our eyes away or we, we put our head down or... Or we just like keep on going. If if I don't if I don't see them, they don't see me. Type thing, and mm-hmm. and I want everybody to see them. I want every, like these are people. These are human beings. Yes, they're human beings, and 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 often they're hurting. They've been through traumatic experiences in their life, end up where they are, and kind of a little bit lost at times, but with a little bit of direction and a little bit of encouragement and acceptance. Do you find that people are making their way? Well, people are making their way, but what what does that way? What what is that way, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like like making their way. Like I, I was out in the behind the Arcade Street Mission. There's a big parking lot where people tend to gather. I you know I go out. I'm out there during the day, but I also I also go out at night. So I was out there at about eleven eleven thirty last night, and you know there's a couple people out there, and this guy's way is just sitting on a curb, and he was just so excited to see me mm-hmm. because I'm somebody, because I'm I'm just a person that came just to see him, right? Yes. So just like. Their way doesn't have a whole whole lot to do with it at this time because they don't see a way. Right. Right? They're stuck. There is no way. They're not going anywhere. Yes. Right? But when when we can just see them, mm-hmm. maybe we're maybe we can provide a way. Mm-hmm. But but that way is is just it's it's not there in their minds, right? So we just have to yes. be there with them. We have to be here and now with them. Yes. So uh, along with encouraging people and being their friend or being somebody, another person, you know, they can have contact with, which is everybody needs that. We, you and I both need that. What else are you trying to, to help? So I, I provide just basic supports. I'm not there to save anybody. I'm mm-hmm. not there to preach to anybody. No. 
I'm not there to, you know, tell them what they need to do to get back on track. I'm there to be with them. Yes. Everybody just needs a place to be. Everybody needs somebody to be with. I agree. You know, like a lot of us have, and, and a lot of us take for granted the fact that we have somebody to call up or somebody to, you know, let let their, you know, the, the stresses of the day. I can, I can, I can call, call up my buddy or I can talk to my wife or, you know, go out for a beer with a friend and... Mm-hmm. And I have that opportunity to, for, to release that. But a lot of these people actually don't have that person to release that too, right? Yes. And so if I can be that person, that's good enough for me, you know? Absolutely, man. Yeah. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is, uh, he's, there's a lot of different guys out there. When I was in college, I learned about that and really sort of embraced his philosophies where he talks about how we all have basic needs and they're, they're, they're way more important than water and food and oxygen and that is the you know the needs to be accepted to belong somewhere to have social interaction with people and to be recognized for who you are a lot of people have their whole lives pretended or had to play roles of who they were and i i think you encourage them to be themselves as well you're not asking them to change who they are well, I really find that there's the, like, go, going on that is the, I can't, I can't remember what book I, I was reading or what author or what theologian or mm-hmm. whatever someone said once. Yeah. Heck, I could have watched it on a cartoon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah. but, but to, to be human, what it is to be human, we really need three things. We need acceptance, we need love, and we need purpose. Yes. I can't give anybody purpose, but man, I can accept somebody yes. and I can love somebody, right? The purpose is right. that, that other on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Mm-hmm. That purpose is they have to give themselves that purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Or more like, you know, for myself, I, I am a, a God-believing man and like yes. God gives me purpose, Yes. right? And so I, I try and show God, I try and show Jesus' love and I try and show God's love and and that's because that's my purpose i would i want to share that with them Mm -hmm. now i do that without a proselytizing i do that without preaching to them right i just want to show them that there is and it's crazy how the how the reaction that you get and like people people come up to me every day every day and they're like how are you so positive every morning every morning (laughs) you come out you know you give me a bottle of water you give me a cigarette and they and you're just happy yep you know, yesterday I yelled at you, but today you're here, you're back again. Yep. Right? Well, guess what? God God didn't give up on me. Right. I don't have to give up on them. Exactly. I've known you for a couple of years, and I've often wondered why you're always happy. <laughs> but that's, I love being around you. You're an awesome guy, and, and of course people like to be around you, because you're, you, you really do reflect that. Well, I grew, I grew up with the, the whole thing of like, you know, you want to surround yourself with people you want to be like. Right. Right? And I, I've really taken that one to heart and I try and, you know, I have a lot of great people in my life. I have so many great people in my mm-hmm. life and I try and spend all my time with these people and like, you know, they're all from different walks of life or yes. different belief systems or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Even, even some of my people, my people on the street, like some of these people are awesome people. And I try oh, yeah. and spend more time with that, those ones mm-hmm. because yeah, you know what, you find these little things of the people that you want to be like. And so if I'm like the people that I want to be like, yes. hopefully other people want to be around me. 
Yeah. Right? And, and like, you know, I don't know if that's like a selfish or, a, you know, self-conscious way to think about it. But, like, I want, I want people to want to be around me because I want to show them the love that I have to give. I think it's actually selfless. I think, <laughs> I, you know, I remember years ago a police officer was actually said to me one time, there's no honor among thieves. And I said, oh, you're so wrong. And that's a bad example. It is a bad example, but often that is referred to as as a, the population we're talking about. Somebody, Absolutely. people that use drugs, people that break the law, this sort of thing. They're not pirates. They're not terrible people. And I have actually seen better community and social principles among this community than I have out there in what they call the regular community with people where, you know, people are, I've handed people some money or some food and they share it. They haven't eaten for days and they share, they have one bite and share the rest with people that they care about, you know? Well, you know the expression, you know, uh, you know, I, I give that guy the shirt off my back. Yes. I have literally seen the shirt get taken off of somebody's back and given to another person Mm -hmm. because they needed it more. Yeah, and, and like that's within within the, this street community. Yes. Right. And like this guy is, you know, down the street from your house, and like you know, we live in the suburbs and stuff like that. You ask that kid for it or that that guy for a shirt. That shirt, I really like that shirt. Can I have that shirt? Or I'm kind of cold. Can I have that shirt? Nice. No, I just like my mom just <laughs> got it for me. It's 150 dollars. Like yeah. you know, there's all these. But you don't yeah. hear that out here. No. No. Exactly. It's a beautiful thing. And there's a lot... Uh, another thing I've noticed is there's a lot of respect. It, everything happens in every community. But often I have seen people show respect to one another, not disrespect one another like you so often see. Yeah. Not staring somebody in the face and causing a problem, but actually giving them that space, giving them that open door to back out of in a lot of confrontational type situations, right? It's saving face, they call it, and I think it's a a Chinese philosophy. But I've seen that happen among the community often. Yeah. You know? Now, you have people here sometimes that uh, are ODing. So I personally, uh, actually, uh, within the last three weeks, I've uh, had to personally revive two people and Mm -hmm. assist with reviving a few others. Yes. And it's traumatic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the first one was really hard to deal with and, and watching the, and, and guess what you, the next day you see these people and they're doing it again. Yes. And right? some people would say, why bother? Why bother these people? These, I love these people. Yeah. I love these people. Why bother? Because I love them. And they're as important as you or I. Absolutely. It, it, like, like more important. More, more important. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you. You know what I mean? This, 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 you don't know that this person isn't going to. Mm-hmm. Save the world one day. That's you right. Know, like it, yeah. it, these people are just as important. You don't know whose kid that is. You don't know what situation that they had to go through. You don't know the abuse that they had to take, or like the the mental illness that they're going through. The voices in their heads, or or like just even the the, the dangerous thoughts that they have. Like yes, you have to have compassion for that. Absolutely. So Johnny, you're. Uh... You're developing a project, a unique idea that you came up with for making some sort of a device to help people. So here in London, we have an issue with homeless people not being allowed to camp out at places in public parks or mm-hmm. 
uh, in parking lots or anywhere. They, you're, you're always getting moved along no matter what. Yeah. And so for a lot of people, that means like, okay, so if they weren't there when the city comes by to move them along, well, I have seen all of people's possessions get taken. Mm-hmm. I have seen all of their tents, their monies, their cell phones. If, they, if, it's, if it's in that tent or if it's in that bag and you're not there, it just gets disregarded. It, get, it gets discharged into the landfills and it's for never, never seen again. No, no, Johnny, who's doing this? When you say the city, do they have a special crew of people that does this? They have just like the cleanup crew. I, I believe it's called coordinated access or uh, yes. coordinated response or something like mm-hmm. that. And they come up and they, they know the hotspots. And really, yep. the, the, the biggest hotspot is directly behind the Arcade Street Mission mm-hmm. um, in this parking lot. Any type of encampment. They... Any type of encampment will be moved along in London. And and they have trucks? They have big trucks. Uh, they have about, you, have, you probably get about 10 trucks that come in here. Yep. And you get about 10 guys. They come in with their brooms, with mm-hmm. their pickers. They come in with the garbage cans, and they just toss everything in the back of the truck. They're wearing those often those special suits now, and masks, and all gloves, and all that <laughs> stuff. Right? Oh yeah, they're, they're it's like something out of a futuristic movie. Eh? Yeah, well, you know, you don't want to. I don't know. You don't want to catch something that you know another person has. Or yes, something like exactly. That. So, um, so these people get moved along this way, and do the police ever intervene? So the, believe it or not, the police are there most of the time that they're getting moved along. Yes. They have uh, an outreach team is supposed to be there called London Cares. Yes. And they have the police that are usually there just to make sure everything's going fine, mm-hmm. make sure there's no assaults on No, anybody. is this like the foot patrol guys uh, or yes. the guys on the bikes? Yes, it's usually the foot patrol. They're pretty familiar with people, know a lot of people by name and their stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so they'll, they'll just... Keep the peace and, you know, you can understand that the guys from the city are just doing their job. They're just yep. doing what they're told, right? Sure. It's the, the higher-ups that are making it problematic, right? Because in London, they believe that living in a tent or live, allowing people to live in tents or small structures perpetuates homelessness. Yes, okay. And quite frankly, we're not offering them anything better. Right. People, like they say, you can go into the shelter... Oh, you can go into this shelter or that shelter. Mm-hmm. Well, I know a lot of people back here that will no longer use the shelters. You know, they've been sexually abused in the shelters. Mm-hmm. They've had all of their stuff stolen in the shelters. They say it, it, they have an easier chance feeling safe on the street than yes. in the shelters. Well, I know certain individuals, even fa- my personal family members. My brother, for example, was homeless for a period of time. He has is no longer with us but staying at the shelters often he was jumped by five or six guys and everything that i had purchased for him clothing gloves watches and everything was taken from him and he was very vulnerable at that time you know so it it wasn't a good experience for him whatsoever no so this this becomes a, a problem of okay so it's illegal to stay on the street you feel it's unsafe to stay in a shelter okay so winter comes and you're just outside. Yes. You're just outside. You're, you're, you're finding one of the sewer grates with the steam coming up to keep warm. Or you're finding some alcove in front of a business mm. or some alleyway between buildings. Yes. And you're just constantly getting moved along by the police mm-hmm. or the city. So do you come up with some type of an idea with this, eh? So I have 
built this project, or we'll call it a device. Uh, it it's a box. A box. Okay. <laughs> it's a box, but this box is on wheels. Um, we're using uh, recycled materials to yes. build uh, to build these boxes that people can sleep in. You're off the ground. It's on wheels. It's light enough. It's it's basically a rickshaw that you can sleep in. Fantastic. Yeah, and I, I'm working uh, with in collaboration with an awesome company just down the road from us in the Old East Village called what? Fire and Iron. Yes. And uh, that's owned by Ian Gordon. He's he's an amazing human being. Ian is a great guy. I know Ian. He's yes. an amazing human being, and he just has such a heart for the community, and he wants he wants to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's allowing me the space, the you know the equipment, yes, and the brain power. Like the, he's he is a you know uh, a metal fabricator. So we have been fabricating these rickshaws yes. to sleep in out of you know crates that e bikes come in. Okay. So this is on wheels. It's it's basically giving somebody a place where they're sheltered from weather. Mm-hmm. Their stuff can stay dry. Yes. And something that they can call their own. Oh, that's fantastic. And they're lightweight, you were saying? Lightweight. They weigh less than 50 pounds. Wow. Um, you can lift it up from one side and just drag it along. Like you, you don't want to be moving this across, the, walking this across the city by any means. But <laughs> although you, some will. Although some yeah. will, but you can lock them up. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't lock up the, you know, being inside of it for safety. Right. Yes. But it's just, it's something that nobody's doing. And like, they're not allowing, you know, you, you see these other, like, other cities are putting up small shelters. Kitchener-Waterloo, yes. for example. Yes. Right? They're putting up these small little shelters, you know. 10 by 10 they boxes. They look like storage bins or Almost something. look yeah. like storage bins, but they're just just a little box. Mm. And the person's... And guess what? Some people say, well, you know, there's no toilet in there. There's no electricity in there. There's no... Like, there's 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 always going to be someone who's finding out what's wrong with it. Yes. But it's like, you know, or, or where's the dignity in that? Right. right. But these people we're talking about, these are literally people that are sleeping on the ground. It sure beats throwing <laughs> a blanket over somebody. Exactly. Right? Which is good, too. And I know you guys, you, you hand out blankets and help people with that as well. Yeah. 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 Well, we, we, we sure do. I, we, I'm just trying to give somebody something different mm-hmm. that, first and foremost, won't get taken away from them. Yes. Secondly, is going to keep them dry mm-hmm. when it's wet out. Some, and cold. Some, and, and it's going to keep them away from the wind when yes. it's stormy. It's mm-hmm. going to keep the snow off of them. Mm-hmm. It's not a perfect solution. No. But it's something better than what they have right now. Absolutely. And it may save someone's life. People Hopefully. don't People don't think about that. When you're, when you're out laying on a sidewalk in an alleyway in the middle of a winter storm, people have frozen to death in London. People have had to have their foot amputated the next day because of frostbite, you know, so, and think that's a a fantastic solution. We are running out of time here. I wish I could talk to you for hours here. I could talk to you for hours. I could talk to you for hours. I bet. Um, It's great to see your heart and just what you're doing here. I I hope that beyond this grant, that something else comes through for you to continue this work. Yes, I I believe it will. Yes, you have faith in that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Is there one thing that you would like to say? You know, there's a over a million people listening. Probably more than likely, right now, over a million. We're in every province, and there's people out there that you could leave a message with of anything, something that has meant something to you, that has helped you in your life. What would you say? You are 
love. Yeah. You are loved. Mm-hmm. There is there's so much in this world that can discourage you. There's so much there's like there's time where you can feel so alone. Mm-hmm. And I and I felt that way. It, it, you know, it's it's hard because a lot of people do don't believe in a god or don't believe in in you know the higher power, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But believe it, believe it. Even if it's just from coming from me, right? Even if it's just coming from me, I'm thinking about you, and you are loved. You're never alone. I I take that from from my God. Yes. I know I'm loved all the time, and I know I'm never alone. All right. Fantastic. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Johnny. Thanks, Dave. Would you consider possibly doing this again in the future? And I would love to. Give us an update on what's happening? Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, that's Jonathan Curry on Refuge Freedom Stories. We will probably have him back again at some point, and he might do a little dance, he might uh, do a little song, he's always got a joke or two, and I love the guy. Again, thanks, John. For anyone who's doubting, your back's against the wall, Prayed a thousand prayers You don't think he's heard at all The pressure's unrelenting Time's running out on you There's good news There's good news For anyone who's hurting Wants to run and hide Questions and regrets Eat you up inside You tried to escape it But it's a mess you can't undo There's good news There's good news
For more information about Youth Prison Ministry or to become a monthly supporter, visit www.refugeministriescanada.com. If you have been released or need addiction help, call us toll-free at 1-833-586-0523.